We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, June 21st. This is dropping the day of the NBA draft, so we do have a great guest for you guys. We have Tyler Rucker from No Ceilings, draft expert. We asked him a ton of questions. He did grow up a Celtics fan, too, so it was a really great conversation. But before we get into that, we do have some Celtics news to talk about. No, it is not the Kristaps Porzingis trade that is probably happening right now. We dropped a reaction video to that separately on its own so it could be its own content because we had a draft show today. So if you're looking for Kristaps Porzingis stuff, there's another video on the YouTube channel for that for you guys to listen to. So go check that out there. But the Celtics did make a coaching hire. They are bringing Emil Jefferson onto the assistant coaching staff. Played with Jason Tatum at Duke. Celtics brought him on the roster for, I think, a summer league bid. Or He or was on the team camp. at least for preseason. He was number yeah. 20. Jason Tatum's uh, buddy. Yes, but uh, another assistant. When the Celtics said they were hiring assistants behind the Missoula, they, they were not joking around. They, they, there was no messing well, around. Well, that probably was number assistants. one on the list of to do, <laughs> you know, for the offseason. When your whole staff yeah. <laughs> leaves, kind of do need to fill the seats. This is true. This is true. And, hey, I mean, now what? They've hired... Charles Lee to be the lead assistant, Sam Cassell, yes. Phil Pressey, and Emil Jefferson. Like, they've got a pretty – and they're bringing back Tony Dobbins, Matt Reynolds, and, and and the rest of their coaching staff outside of Ben Sullivan. Like, they're bringing back, a, like, a stacked assistant coaching staff. They probably have now gone from one of the most underwhelming coaching staffs uh, because Damon Stoudemire left and it was a mess to one of the most well-respected. And now you bring in a guy who Tatum is close with as well. I mean – it's a good hire, right? Like, like there's nothing else to say about it. Great hire. Good for the Celtics. Get another guy on the staff. Um, Neil Jefferson will be there. And another young guy, if I'm not mistaken. Neil Jefferson is only – how old is Neil Jefferson? He's going to be in his 20s. 30. He was friends with Tatum. Just freshly 30. Turned 30 on May 7th. Okay. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you think of it? There's not much to say, but another good coaching hire for the Celtics. Cool, man. Another guy to wear the super cool zip-up on the bench. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Another forward. Did he ever make it to the league? Did he ever play he in the NBA? He played in the NBA? He was on, like, the preseason roster. I don't. I yeah, guess I know, but really I don't count. know. He played two seasons, 30 total games for the Orlando Magic. Okay. Okay. Uh, my point is another guy who at least had some experience in the NBA with Cassell, with Phil Pressey. Um, did Charles Lee play in the NBA? Am I crazy? Or was he just a college guy? That I'm not he aware of. He did not. He does not pop up in basketball reference. All right. Um, the other piece of news we have, again, if you're looking for Kristaps Porzingis stuff, go check the other video out on our channel. We dropped an exclusive video just for that. Um, so check that out. Uh, the Celtics are getting offers for Grant Williams. We talked a little bit about Grant Williams signing trades on the last pod, but we're hearing now that how many teams, Sam, have reached out to the Celtics about a potential Grant Williams sign-in trade? Over half a dozen. Crazy. It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's a lot a of lot teams. A lot of teams want Grant, want him in a sign-in trade. I guess it's something to keep your eye on. This this all came out before the Porzingis thing, in, in fairness to Jared Weiss at the Athletic. And if it, if it does happen, I feel like they'd be more likely to move Grant, no? Get three I agree with that. In there, yeah, so. it, it makes them more flexible. We haven't gotten a ton of intel on which teams it might be. We've heard Dallas, we've heard Indiana, we've heard uh, last team. Go ahead, Sam. You got it. <laughs> Orlando? And Detroit. Magic? Oh, yeah, Orlando. Orlando. My bad. Dallas, Orlando. yes. You're good. <laughs> oh, take me behind the shed. Long day. Uh, uh, maybe Orlando can give you a guard, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe. It could make Gary sense. Harris? They, they only have a zillion. Gary Harris would be nice if you get back. It'd probably be like one of the most 
you're not getting back much in a Grant Williams sign and trade, in my opinion, because the most of the teams interested in him could probably get him without doing a sign and trade. Gary Harris, if you could get him back, that'd probably be one of your best options. He's kind of like a wing slash guard. Again, it's not great, but he's he's going to be off the books next year anyways, so it would help out. So um, I wouldn't mind it. But for all the people saying Grant Williams sucks, <laughs> clearly he doesn't. <laughs> not enough for no, people. No, they want to sign interested. and trade for him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which means they're going to have to pay. Whoever it may be. This is true. They. This is true. They will have to pay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think we can jump in to our discussion with Tyler Rucker. We talked to him for about an hour and a half. Thank, hour and a half. Excuse me. Thank you again to him for joining us. Uh, we went over Celtics draft targets. We did our own mock draft that he reacted to. Spoiler alert. We know ball a little bit. At least a little bit. We know ball. Yeah. You know, <laughs> give us some credit. And then we did have the rat list with Tyler. So stay fun. tuned for that. If you're a fan of the rat list is very fun. So subscribe, uh, yeah, please do. Please do subscribe to us. Subscribe to no ceilings on YouTube as well. They're great. Probably the best draft coverage out there. Definitely the draft, but uh, my personal favorite draft coverage out there. Uh, so it was a joy to have him on the show. So here's our interview with Tyler Rucker. Thank you again to him. Here we go. And it is our pleasure to welcome in Tyler Rucker of No Ceilings NBA draft expert in our eyes, especially considering we know nothing about We're the We're brain draft. dead, yeah. yeah very grateful Ball for going. him for joining us. <laughs> How are you doing today, Tyler? Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Jack, Sam, I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me on. You know, uh, this is probably going to be one of my last podcasts of the whole draft cycle. So it, it's fitting that it's a Celtics <laughs> pod. I was like, yes, yes I'll, I'll come run into that. So thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah, I see all the awesome coverage you guys do every day. You have the new draft preview coming out leading up to the draft. So this would be a great culmination of that. This will be draft day when this drops. And mm -hmm. we have a great expert here to teach us and the listeners about what to expect tonight. So I'm excited. Jack's excited. I'm yes. ready to go. Yeah, the, I mean, it's such a crazy time of the year. I feel like we got rumors galore right now. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, Sham's throwing bombs at us left and right. Whoa, this morning. <laughs> it, there's so much just smoke going around, and I'm excited for everything. Um, it's going to be a fun, you know, couple days. It's going to be really, really crazy. I think this year especially is going to be just nuts. Yeah, I, I feel like there could be a ton of trades on draft night, and obviously the Celtics, even, even without the draft, I mean, we talked about it before, when the listener is hearing this before, uh, <laughs> we we had you on, like Porzingis, and, and obviously hiring Emil Jefferson, Celtics and trade talks, all that stuff, but before we get into the Celtics NBA draft, because they do have the 35th pick, uh, we wanted to ask you a little bit about No Ceilings, which is your draft coverage, I mean the Twitter bio, No Floor, No Filter, No Ceilings, uh, 2023 NBA Draft Guide, I was just telling you, I bought it, I think the package is great, the graphics are amazing it's one of my favorite uh just pieces of draft coverage that, that you can purchase uh so props to you it looks great can you would you mind telling us a little bit about it how it started just you know the whole process that goes into no ceilings yeah absolutely i, I uh had been always fascinated with the draft and like a lot of talented you know evaluators out there i was trying to kind of grind on my own and made some relationships and eventually got this idea of like hey let's let's try to form a team and and kind of make a run at making this an official business if you want to put it that way and um teamed up with my buddy Corey Tolbo is my partner with this and quickly it turned into you know three of us to all of a sudden five to seven so we've got a great team that's you know kind of had the same goal and mindset to to make this something long term and the support's been awesome um it, it's really been cool and kind of our goal there is to just spotlight every single prospect we can not just the big names and show their highlights they're you know praise them up try to give them the best coverage they can and it's been great it's been awesome so 
excited to see where we go. You know, we're only our second year right now. It's been an unbelievable ride, but long road ahead. A lot of stuff we got to get going. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, just the way it's put together, I, as someone who doesn't get the chance to follow, you know, uh, college basketball and obviously now all the overseas and the G League Unite everything, the, the way that the the package is formatted like the the draft guide with the the, the prospects with the, the graphics with the the details like everything about it is just perfect to like help me understand without having watched them for a full season which i mean i assume all of you guys do all year long which is crazy to me uh it it really helps develop a real understanding heading to the draft so i i'm a big fan and i appreciate you uh putting that together and thank you for joining us today <laughs> no absolutely i think that was always our biggest goal with no ceilings was we we're like hey let's educate everyone so they can get caught up to speed whether you're a a diehard draft fan or, or kind of just trying to figure out what's going on the week of the draft. And we wanted to Us, go as in depth yeah. as we can. Yeah. Like you guys, <laughs> like, that. this is our target audience. We're like, Hey, you know, everyone deserves to get educated and you shouldn't have to pay for it. But I mean, obviously we charge for the draft guide, just 10 bucks, but that's kind of our <laughs> one thing where it's like, Hey, if you want to support us, great. But if not, we have coverage all year and, and it's free and delivered into your inbox. So it's been great. And the public response has been awesome. I feel like this is probably a big year for you guys with Wemby and all the hype, especially with the lottery. Like, did we do a stream for the lottery, Jack, or did we just watch it? I feel like we might have done a stream last year. I know we're planning on doing one this year, but I I don't remember if we did one last season. We we were going nuts for when the Spurs got Wemby. I wanted Portland to get the number one pick just because I thought (laughs) it would be the most fun. Yeah, Yeah. it was a fun watch. Uh, The Pistons got the shaft, unfortunately. I'm a like sleeper <laughs> Pistons. Like I kind of root for him, even though so we shouldn't be Celtics fans. No, it's no, I, one I'm, of yeah. that I like. I'm right there with you. I was kind of rooting for Detroit somehow to get a little lucky. And then I, I thought the Spurs getting one with Popovich. I was like, let's give him one more big project. And it's going to be really fun. I, I think, you know, the, the expectations, the hype is all over the place with Victor. I think, if anything, we got to kind of be a little realistic. This is probably going to be the first season that he's going to play so many games and so many nights. So I think they're going to be patient with it, but mm-hmm. he's been worth the hype. He's delivered on it this year. He was fantastic. Um, I got to see him in person and, you know, he somehow looks bigger than he is listed at seven foot four, seven foot five. It's freakish. So uh, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun year. That picture of him holding the baseball might be the oh scariest image I've ever like. I didn't ridiculous. see it. I'm I'm looking now. Yeah, yeah. Just go here. Let me pull it up. Actually, we might as well. Let's see. I, I, if I just search Wembenyama baseball, it should come up on Twitter, right? Yeah, oh, it yeah. looks like look. us trying to grab a golf ball. Like that's how he yeah. looks with a baseball. Oh my god, maybe even smaller than that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is obscene, right? This is this is this is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) This is an alien holding a baseball. You can see it if you're watching on YouTube. But uh, yeah, just just crazy. Wembenyama is going to be incredible. Um, But before we get into that, you were just telling us before we jumped on that you were a Celtics fan growing up, a Celtics fan. So I I couldn't think of anybody better, uh, even on top of the fact that you're a draft expert to have on for our draft preview show. Celtics don't have a first rounder this year. They traded to the Pacers and the Brogdon deal last year, but they do have pick thirty five. Uh, in this year's draft. And so a few podcast episodes ago, Sam and I did do a little bit of a preview in the sense that, you know, here are some prospects we think could fit based on draft coverage we saw. Um, And so we were hoping to run them by you, see your thoughts. And then if we don't name somebody that you had pegged as a potential Celtics target, you could give us your thoughts on them as well. Absolutely. All right. So the first guy we had was Julian Strother out of Gonzaga. 
three and D, just the prototypical guy that seems that was my winner, right? Probably have a bench roll. This is the guy you liked yeah. the most, Sam, out of the guys we covered. Are, are we crazy or does that sound in the realm of like what they could potentially be looking for? I, you know, he's fascinating. I personally, I think he belongs in the first round, but I think there's okay. a real shot he's going to be on the board when Boston's picking. And I think it would be an absolute dream if they got him. He's one of those guys that's he's got a desire to go rebound, do, do the little stuff that probably someone like Brad Stevens would be spitting on. And this year he took a huge stride with his outside shot. I mean, he was pulling up from well beyond NBA range. So, you know, Boston with that roster, I feel like they need to get some guys that are probably experienced can come in and potentially space the floor and, you know, add some shooting. Cause we know what they can do with, you know, Tatum and Brown, but, Obviously, if they could find someone that's going to play hard, do the little stuff, almost kind of be low maintenance. And, you know, Strother, I think, is going to be one of these guys that could be a potential steal in this draft, especially with kind of where he's been projected. I, I mean, I've seen him everywhere from 28th to 40th. And, and I feel like Boston's in a really good spot this year because this draft, when you get past 25, there's a wide range of names that could go in so many different places. So. Um, it, it'll be really interesting, but I think Strother would be absolutely at the top of their board if he's there. Mm. Yeah, we mm. had seen all kinds of different projections. Like, just for example, uh, Jaime Jaquez is on our list yeah. from UCLA. Mm. When we put this together and we were doing our preview, he was 35th on the ringer for the <laughs> Celtics. And the last time you look, he's 18 right. in Miami. So I, I guess we can go to him next just because I spoiled it. No, 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 no. He's uh, <laughs> he's fascinating. Every team I've talked to has just been like, Hame is dominating workouts. He's just kicking everyone's butt. So I think that's why he's gotten so hot is he's coming into these workouts and looking fantastic. And all of a sudden, these other teams are bringing him in. And like he wouldn't shock me if he's going in the top 20 kind of later um, because he's just low maintenance, really high basketball IQ kind of that old school, like really does a lot of damage in the, in the mid range. And he's has fantastic footwork. So he's just one of those guys that's experienced probably plug and play early on. He's going to be battle tested. He loves to mix it up inside. Like if, if Boston a while ago, I was like, Oh, Hame would be perfect for the Celtics just because yeah. it's one of those guys that could play playoff minutes. But now I'm like, Oh, I don't even think they have a shot at him unless they tried to trade up. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely love him. I, I'm also an Arizona Wildcats fan, so I'm glad he's out of the Pac-12 now because okay. he's been ruining yeah. my life for a couple of years. <laughs> but um, no, Hame can play. He's just one of those guys that we're probably going to look up and be like, oh, he played 10 plus years in the league. He was a sixth or seventh guy in your rotation. That was a really nice asset. So that'd be a pipe dream for Celtics fans. But um, I really like him. He's, he can play. Yeah, he seems yeah. like with his age, of course, he's more developed, more ready to help a team perhaps right away. And I feel like that's one of the big needs for the Celtics. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm right there with you guys. I, I think, you know, I feel like Stevens likes to get those guys that he's probably convinced have higher floors than swinging for potential draft that maybe be enticing when they get to a point where like Stevens might be like, I had, I thought we had no shot to get this guy. Um, someone like Gigi Jackson, maybe if he's on the board, he's on our list. He's on yeah, our so list. I could go into that one. Gigi's, um, He's had, he's had a tough process. He's had a real tough process. It's just everything you've heard is that the workouts have been underwhelming. Some say he's out of shape. 
But when you go back and watch his tape, like there's a lot of stuff I think was going for him. Like he should be a freshman this year at college. Um, Tough fit with South Carolina. It was kind of like, oh, we got Gigi. Okay, you can do whatever you want. The tape's rough, but when he's on, like he has some of the top 10 talent probably in this class. So like if he was on the board, it wouldn't shock me if Boston was like, we'll figure it out. Like he's going to have to kind of walk the the line the right way or he's not going to play. Um, but I think he's becoming risky and, and he's fallen. It, it's one of those names that you could be seeing him in the top 20 or you could see him probably in the middle of the second round. Yeah, I remember yeah. early, like right when mock drafts started coming out right after the lottery, Golden State was projected to get him at 19, I think, from CBS. And now he's all the way down around near the Celtics. That is definitely an eyebrow raiser. And Jack and I reacted to his tape. It was really funny. Like, this was the rare highlight tape that they included misses and everything. It might have been from you guys. I don't remember. No, 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 I think I know who. I think I kind of watched one of your guys' episode, and I was like, okay, that's a good that's yeah. a good account because they show every <laughs> shot. But I, I was like, oh, for Gigi, for every shot could be a little rough viewing. Yeah, we were, like, <laughs> waiting for him to catch fire, and it never really happened. Like, he went, he had to go 8 of 11 to get to, I want to say, 30. 21 he was that that game. Yeah, yeah. He had 30 like, points. when is he gonna look like he's like having a great game and it never happened? We were just right. like sitting here and you're like, okay, like that was an okay shot. So I can see the concern. And with the Celtics, I don't know how much sense it makes to take a project right now. You see, I, yeah, like the Warriors with Kuminga, and he hasn't gotten in the rotation as much as he would like. The Celtics are trying to compete. It feels like uh Gigi might help uh have the best situation somewhere else. I, I agree. I, I think teams like even the Warriors, I think, are from what I've heard are going to lean more towards like, okay, we need to get a guy that could come in and help us win right now. Denver um, too. And I think, yeah, Denver looks, made another great trade today. Like that's what I'm saying. The range, like Denver has been really smart about this because there is a range from about 25 to 40 that you might get a name that you're not expecting. You know, they might have a guy on their board 21st that all of a sudden they're going to have a real shot to get with both of those picks because Everyone you ask, they just have such a wide range on so many names. Um, some guys love players that are going to go top 25, and then some are like, I got him 43rd, and it's just all over the place. So I think Boston really will probably lean towards the safer guys that might be more experienced and maybe even can come in and like add a specific wrinkle to their team potentially. Maybe it's an outside shooter. Maybe they try to get some – some defense, you, you never really know. But I, I think maybe adding some on the wings makes some sense to me. Yeah, well, this isn't the shooting part, but maybe it's the defense of the wing part. Yeah. Another name we had on our list is Jordan Walsh. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, in your guys' draft package, I like the OG Ananobi little DNA thing. I don't know if I love the Michael Kidd girl Chris part <laughs> of it, so I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts. Does he shoot from his chest? There. But uh <laughs> He's, he's a tough one. Um, I have him a little lower personally. We have some guys that know ceilings that love him, like that mm -hmm. just adore him. If Boston went that route, I think they'd be saying like, this is our defense of specialist, like the yeah. Lou Dort mindset where it's like, okay, we have enough offense. Let's get a guy that potentially could be a lockdown defender in our rotation where, you know, a tough playoff series. It's like, Jordan, go out there and just stop this guy. We'll figure everything else out. Yeah. I'm a little shocked he stayed in the draft. I thought another year might have helped him. Um, but I think there's some teams that like him a lot. It's just the shot is the swing set with a lot of a lot of players every year. Um, I'm not sure if it's ever going to come around, but really intelligent player, 
really nasty defender. One of those guys that could kind of be a game wrecker on defense. So um, he'll be an interesting one. He'll be probably in that conversation if he's on the board still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, the defense is there. I, I, I suppose, um, like you said, though, do, do they need that? Do they need the shooting? It feels like the Celtics can go a lot in a lot of different directions. And at the same time, Jordan Walsh is a freshman. Do, do you think teams are valuing, excuse me, valuing college experience now more than they ever have? Because it feels like we're starting to see a lot of these four-year guys start to get a little bit more buzz than they might have in years past. Yeah, I think we're seeing so many of these experienced guys come in and if they go undrafted, you know, Miami obviously has their success with all those guys that were experienced college players that came in and figured out a way to be really impactful. And teams have always chased potential and upside. And I think you find out when you swing for the fence, you can strike out and all of a sudden take a step back when it comes to team building. So I think now it's the smart teams, the teams that are always contending. They're like, we want to find a guy that we know what he is right now. We know what he could potentially come in and help. And that's why, like Strother, I, I really do believe is going to be very desirable for some of these playoff teams because he could come in, play tough, play smart, and shoot the crap out of the ball. So like teams like Denver, you know, they, they took Christian Braun last year. We all saw how great that worked out for them. Um, I think that's just kind of the range, especially in this class. You can get some of these experienced guys, and I think that's why the smart teams are trying to get up into that range. Like even Boston with picking at 35, there have been rumored they're trying to get up into the late first. So right. they probably have their eye on some guy that they're like, hey, this is a guy that can help us make a title push this year, even if it's, you know, the eighth or ninth guy in the rotation. But still <laughs> um, just having that asset that maybe that could help you out right away. Yeah, I mean, especially with the new CBA coming in and all these teams right. kind of getting uh, tied at the hands or wallet rather financially, you can't spend you have to find guys that are going to help you through the draft. So this feels like it's an even bigger year for the draft than it normally would be. That's why you see a team like Denver moving up. I, I think you're spot on there, Sam. Like, I think the CBA is going to shake things up a lot. I mean, everyone freaked out about the Bradley Beal trade and the return <laughs> package, but I was like, that was a financial move. Like they, they were trying to get rid of that contract. And, you know, Boston, obviously with the, the Tatum and Jalen extensions kind of looming. I think the smart teams are the ones that go get these young guys that are like, hey, they're veterans. They We've seen everything. They check the boxes when it comes to intangibles, work ethic, kind of what it takes. So I think they're like, we could go find a guy in the draft later on that's going to be cheaper than a free agent because we don't have that money to just throw around, you know. So everyone's trying to find the Bruce Brown now this year because of what he just did. And you can find those guys. There's always value. The Spurs were fantastic of doing it for years with picking 29th. So I, I think you can really find it if you target it. Yeah, definitely. And like Sam said, I mean, you, you need those guys on those contracts, especially a first round or even early second. But uh, we have two more guys on our list, then we'll throw it over to you in case we miss anybody, which we almost definitely did. Uh, Tristan, v is it just Vucevic? But there's just Vucevic, a K in there. Yes. Okay, so it's just the same. Um He's on the list. We've seen him mocked to the Celtics in a couple things. From what I'm seeing, again, far from the expert, probably not the best defender, but has an offensive shot and stuff like that. Do you think that would be a fit, or do you think Boston would probably go for a wing? Uh, it's it's interesting now with Porzingis because I feel like you just got what you would get with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and Porzingis at least blocked some shots. Tristan's just one of those guys that he's been buzzing overseas for a while because he has a gorgeous shot with great size from outside. Mm. 
it's just the rest of the game hasn't really taken that next stride forward. The defense has kind of been hit or miss. And then he went to the combine and played in those scrimmages and lit the world on fire. So everyone was like, whoa, who's this guy? And he just couldn't have had a better week. So the rumors are he wants to come over and play. Like, I don't know if this is a stash candidate. I think he's like, no, I want to play. So Mm. um, it'll be interesting. I I could still see maybe if Boston was like convinced they could stash him. Um, But I'm with you guys. I I have weird vibes. They're going to try to find a piece. Like they're going to try to find some good value in this class, but he can shoot it. And I think teams are going to be buying at least that idea with, everyone wants shooters now so it's like oh we have a seven foot shooter like we'll take a gamble on it yeah i mean the celtics are a great stash fit right nobody loves stashing more than the celtics you have yamadar (laughs) and beggar and just playing patty cake overseas so we'll we'll see if they take another swing and say hey here's another guy that's just not gonna play for us and i was bummed seeing i'm gonna go to summer league and i was bummed seeing those guys aren't gonna be on the roster i was like oh gosh that's a backbreaker before we even get into the season so um, yeah, the, the stash candidates for the Celts have always broken my heart. I get way too optimistic in the summer about them. We've yeah. got one last guy on the list, Sonogo out of UConn. Now, this was one guy I was familiar with as we put our <laughs> list together and we reacted to mock drafts. Just because, one, we're from New England. We have UConn here. We're aware of them. And two, he had a great tournament. So what do you make of that? How did that impact his draft value? And can he help a team like the Celtics? Or is he going to have to be somebody that has a time to find his feet a bit? I think he's going to have fans. I've heard some good stuff about him. He's just a little undersized, but he has such a good year for UConn. Like he he was shooting it from outside. He's putting up great numbers. It's just going to be one of those teams that's like, if you're really believing and buying you know, you got to be patient because he is undersized. I think he could be a really good rotation piece for Boston. It's just, it's so tough because now, you know, obviously the rumor about Porzingis coming in too, but like now they have a lot of bigs, you got some depth. So it'd be like, okay, well, how will that work? Are, are you just having him kind of towards the end? Or are you thinking long-term with him? But I think teams are going to be intrigued with kind of his motor and the, the stride he took forward this year. Um, he should be on the board probably when they're picking. I, I would be shocked if he goes before that, but I've, I've heard good things. I, I've heard there's some fans. So um, another interesting name though, that I feel like if he falls in the right spot to the right team, he could just be a really good rotation piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if the Celtics do get Porzingis, which is now the talk of the town, uh, just perfect timing for our draft coverage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, even if they do get Porzingis, I feel like you're going to have, Injury-prone Rob, injury-prone Porzingis, right. old Horford, probably going to need another big in there that's not named Luke Cornett. And I'm a Luke Cornett fan, but may- maybe you want another little project in there. Uh, get a hustle guy in Sonogo that could potentially work out. But uh, please enlighten us. Have we missed anybody? Uh, who do you think would be a good fit for the Celtics? Um, that was just our sort of throw yeah. together. Who's list. the number one? Um, <laughs> yeah. y- you know, my dream, If he, I, I thought he wasn't going to be on the board, but I've seen – his range is kind of going to be around there now. I think Colby Jones would be an unbelievable addition. Um, he's kind of like a bigger Derek White. You know, he's just one of those versatile pieces. He's around 6'6". He's smart. He has a great feel for the game. Kind of is patient to find his shot, but took good strides this year with his three-point shot. I think he's just a, a gamer. He plays good defense. I thought he was going to be a top 25 guy and I've seen him in some mocks around 35, 36, 37. And I'm like, Whoa, what's, what am I missing? So 
I feel like that could be one of those sneaky Christian Braun additions if the Celts somehow mm. got him. Um, I'm shocked you got you Yukon guys haven't asked me about Andre Jackson. I'm shocked, but I feel <laughs> like he's the the mystery man of this draft because I've asked around and there's a lot of fans. Everyone knows about the shot. I've asked someone and they're like, I absolutely love him. The shot is unfixable. And I was just like, okay, that's interesting. But he was just wow. like, he just does so many things on the court that really could impact our team, help out a big way. And I feel like that's the, the Stevens roll of the dice where he's just like, we can make this work because we got the offense around him. And maybe Andre Jackson has some games where you can't take him off the court. And maybe he has some games where you're like, this isn't working tonight. Let's go another direction. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, Boston would be the team that maybe looks seriously at him. And um, I don't know. I was curious to hear what you guys thought about him. If you're, in or out on Andre Jackson. I think it would be good. I think we looked towards when we were compiling this list. I think the main things we were looking for were shooting or backup yes. big men. So maybe he slipped through our, our, our view a little bit. I, I think he would be good. Like you said, especially because if there was a team that could handle having a player like that, it's a team that has plenty of depth that could sort of like, if he's good, he can play. If he's not, then he doesn't have to. Right. Um, I question, I know the shots, obviously not there as much, but you mentioned a Bruce Brown guy. If you look at somebody that can kind of do a little bit of everything, he can't shoot. I don't know how far I am off in the, in the sense that he's kind of just like a plug and play Jack of all trades guy. Uh, but I guess I think it could make sense if the Celtics want to take that risk. What, what year is he? Is he a freshman? Or is he a, a junior or junior? Oh, okay. head junior, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate it. You get I, I might think be a bit more there physically too, as an older yeah. prospect. Yeah. He, it's just tough because I'm, I'm with you guys. I want some shooting. Like I, I want a specialist mm -hmm. that could really come in and just like know his role and help out a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of some other names. Jalen Clark at UCLA is just like one of the best defensive wings in this class. Probably. Um, he didn't get to work out. He had an Achilles injury at the end of the year, so he didn't get to work out at all, but I've heard teams are really high on him. He's just six, five athletic kind of nasty um, slasher that, really is good defensively so that's like kind of maybe another guy they could just be like okay there's our defensive specialist I'm trying to think of another shooter around that range i think ben shepherd will be off the board but he can really shoot it um it's tough it's tough um because i i, I do think now like the porzingis thing i thought they were going to look at bigs yeah. so i was like tjd i thought from indiana could have been in the conversation um, with them picking on the board. And I think he's going to be a steal wherever he goes. And now I'm like, okay, are they going to really just go all bigs and add another one? And, um, you know, I, th I think Gallinari still on the roster is uh, probably going to be a welcome addition that we're all forgetting about. Hopefully he stays healthy. So I don't know. Th those are some of the names. All right. Well, that's, well, that's perfect. Thank you for <laughs> enlightening us on the potential <laughs> Celtics prospects that they could be looking at. Um, we do have a few general draft questions mm -hmm. we, we were hoping to ask you. Uh, the first of which is they're all pretty basic, but we're just, you know, fr from the mind of a draft expert, we thought it'd be intriguing. Who is the player that people should be talking about right now that it seems like just nobody's mentioning? Ooh, should be and anywhere about... it can be a top five player it can be a out of the second round talent anybody in your opinion who you think more people should be talking about right um it's tough because he, he's well I'll, I'll say i like case wallace a lot i thought he he hasn't had a lot of buzz um hmm. some rumblings like he might he had a back injury so there's some rumblings maybe it's some medicals 
but one of these guys that just is kind of like Drew Holiday from coming out of UCLA, just nasty combo guard, really smart player, really good defender. We're probably not going to look up and be like, oh, he's a multi-time all-star, but we might be like, oh, he's one of the best guards you could probably have when it comes to just, you know, consistency and mm. how he plays on both sides of the floor. Kobe Bufkin of Michigan's a really popular name right now, and I, I think it's well-deserved. He's He can play. He's just kind of almost like a bigger Mike Conley. Um, smart player, had a great sophomore year. He's still really young. Um, so I, I think that's another big name. But this class just has so many talented guys that could go everywhere. I mean, Jalen Huchifino is a name that's been projected later, but I've heard teams love him and he might be going in the lottery. Um, so it, it's going to be a really fun class. I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks on, on the night of the draft. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited. I, I think it's, it's interesting to always hear what, who are the names that Noah's talking? Cause it, it feels like every year we see a player either fall 20 spots back or 20 spots or jump 20 spots forward that you just had no idea about going in. Uh, I just thought of one that could be a Celtics pick. So here you go. I'll give you guys a bonus yes. one. Um, a guy I thought he was going to end up going top 20. Um, he's had a rough process. He's been kind of falling a little bit, but Bryce Sensabaugh. Mm. I've been lower on him, but if he's there for the Celtics, that's like a highway robbery potential. Um, he is one of the toughest bucket getters in this class. He's big body. He's like 6'6", 230. He's got to lose a little bit of weight, but um, he was incredibly efficient. He's a, got a beautiful shot from outside. It's one of those, like, if they got him, they'd be like, okay, we potentially got a really nice weapon to add. But he had a knee injury in high school. His season ended early for Ohio State. I think right before the tournament, he got another knee injury. He just got cleared but he hasn't been able to work out for all these teams. So it's one of those names that's fallen a little bit that like, even I could see Boston, if they just love the idea of him, that maybe they could try right. to get into the late first round and, and go jump and get him because I, I think he could be a steal. It's just, you got to buy and have a really good fit for him. Cause he's, he's not my favorite defensive prospect. I'll say that politely, <laughs> but um, oh, no. what he can do offensively <laughs> is very elite. So it's like, if you believe that you could get him in around a good defense, you're probably saying hey, this is going to work for us. If he's our eighth guy that just come in, score, get out. Like he might be perfect. It does somewhat sound like a need for the Celtics. I mean, we did talk about Brogdon and his impact. And of course they do need scoring off the bench. They're going to need it. They could have used in the playoffs with Brogdon's forearm kind of being cooked against Miami. You saw him unplayable bring in scoring help off the bench would be great. And again, you don't need the defense there. I know Jack, you had a potential who they should be talking about player. The, oh, this yeah, is mainly anything. I love okay. this. So I write for the smoking Cuban, which is fan side is Maverick site. Yes, and I was yes. looking at, okay, who could they take with the 10th pick or who do you think this is like potential? And there was a line I wrote at the start that said, this player reeks of somebody who was going to shoot up draft boards. We get drafted. And it was Bilal Koulibaly. Is that how you say yes, his name? Yeah. And so it's just like, again, I, I had not watched games. I hadn't done scouting. I just saw him. I read about it. And I'm like, this is just, he's going to be a guy who goes from a 30th pick to a lottery pick that like the week of the draft, just because of the length, because of he played with Victor because he's an overseas because he's super young. It, and I, now I've seen like, I, I feel like there's a lot of people talking about him now. He's 
he's the hottest name possible in the All draft right. space right now. No, he's <laughs> sizzling. Everyone wants to talk about Koulibaly. He's um so he does not riser. fit into who they should be talking about because they're not. <laughs> no, I, I he, at this point, if he got out of the lottery, I'll be shocked. I, okay, I, from everyone I've talked to, they're like, yeah, I think he's lottery bound. Um, really talented. He was dominating in lower level this year. If you go watch his film, you're like, this looks like LeBron with a bunch of high schoolers. Like it, it was just ridiculous. Then he got called up and uh, kind of made his, you know, earned his minutes with his defense. Um, he's, he's six, eight with great length. I think he's got like a seven, three wingspan, super athletic, crazy. He's, he's a lot raw than I think people realize. Like he's going to be a mm. bit more of a project, but it's all the foundational skills he has right now are really fun to develop. So that's why I think some team like OKC at 12 has been mentioned there a lot because I think it's, they have so many guys on the roster right now they might be like, okay, let's take him, be patient. We'll reap the rewards in a couple of years. But yeah, he's, he's a popular name. He can play and he's athletic. He cuts, um, the shot's going to need to come around, but he's probably one of the best defensive wings in this class. Like he's got a lot of upside. Spoiler alert. I know we told you we made like a mock draft an hour before that. I'm like nine. Yeah. We have cool at 12 to the thunder. And they're oh, like, there you go. You're already looking smart. We- <laughs> And the thing we cobbled together at right before you jumped I love on that. us. Really, no, I, I think that's that's a popular one. The mocks. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, the next question. Again, we we said we had a, a few here. We danced around this when we were talking about the Celtics because it feels like Boston is a team that could use a, a win now team. If you had to pick one player ready to help a team now outside of the lottery, Ooh. who who would you say? Outside of the lottery, um. Mm-hmm. I probably, I think Chris Murray, Keegan's brother, um, mm. he's probably going to be at the top of the list. And then Hawkes, we talked plenty about. Yeah. I think those are the two guys that you're probably saying that these can come in and help us right away. Mm. Um, and then I'll just throw a bonus one in. Marcus Sasser of Houston, I think, is going to be mm. an absolute okay. steal wherever he goes. Like, it, it'll be... It wouldn't shock me if somehow Boston was on the board and they're like, okay, if we got rid of Brogdon for Porzingis, like Sasser, that's the mentality. He's just (laughs) nasty. He's so tough. Like he's not going to be afraid of anyone. And and he's one of those, like some team's going to get a fantastic piece in him. I know he's a little undersized. Everyone gets scared about six, two for a point guard now these days, but he's got heart. He's going to play with anyone. He's going to fight. So I'd be one of those like, Oh, if he ended up in Boston, that'd be perfect. Mm. Well, you saw Jack with a massive smirk because he also <laughs> said Chris Murray. I wrote down oh, my answers go. for these questions to see how to see how well I know ball is basically what I was trying to do before we. Chris, Chris can play. Chris, Chris is going to be one of those guys. I have a feeling we're going to look up and be like, "Why did he go so late?" Like, because he yeah. he's just kind of safer. You understand what he is. I, I don't think he's a sexy prospect, but I think a lot of teams, like playoff teams, um, I think he probably Golden State might have a decision between him and Hame because that makes a lot of sense for them with what they need. So um, I think Chris is going to be a good pick wherever he goes. Sweet. Sweet. Um, all right. The next question we had, I think we have two more. And then we, like I mentioned, we have our, our just rough mock draft that we'll have I love this. as much okay. as you guys want. We're great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, 
biggest sleeper in this year's draft again it can be it can be a you know a late first talent you think should be a lottery pick it could be somebody who's not projected to be drafted that should be just biggest sleeper in the draft you can give us a few if you want in your opinion oh sleepers um Brandon Pajemski is probably like mm. it's tough because I say he's a sleeper because now he just got a green room invite. But I think there's a lot of teams that I've talked to that are like, you're either in or out. Like there's no one that's like, eh, I'm on the fence. Everyone's like, oh, I'm in or out. He just can play. He had a fantastic year at Santa Clara. Um, kind of a guard that almost averaged 20 points a game and eight rebounds. Like he's just kind of nasty. Um, I, I like his game a lot. I think. If he clicks, it's going to be like, oh, gosh, he was an absolute steal. But if it doesn't, it's like, oh, okay, it didn't work out. But some team's going to absolutely love him. Um, Sleepers. I don't know if this guy's a sleeper, but I have him lower on my board. Leonard Miller is a wild card in this class. Um, Another guy, like I ask around, some teams are like, I could see him top 20. Some teams like, oh, I think he's more of a second round guy, but. He's got he's got an army of fans in the the Twitter spaces and the draft space because lengthy he's around six ten he's with the G League Ignite it had an awesome year in terms of just development but kind of a shaky outside shot but he can just rebound the crap out of the ball he's really athletic um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's another one I'm trying another sleeper Julian Phillips is probably my last one of Tennessee I think he could be in the conversation for Boston. Um, Super high-rated recruit. Tennessee is a tough fit for a lot of guys with that Rick Barnes system, and, and he's really athletic. He's around 6'8", but he just needs time to develop. So that could be Boston just saying, okay, in a, in a couple of years, he'll be in our rotation consistently, maybe one year, but he just needs reps. He needs some G League run, but he's got a lot of talent, a lot of defensive upside. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. All right. The last thing we kind of use this to big transition one. into our mock draft. This is a big question, and it's okay. probably a question you've been asked a million times. And I'll put on our this is our our NBA lighting. We we do this one for and we move on from Celtic stuff. It, it's just Scoot versus Brandon Miller. Like it, yep. it's it's the obvious question you hear. Uh, I think the odds have now shifted to oh, it's it's going to be Hornets taking Brandon Miller. But a lot of people are like, how is Scoot going three? What is your personal opinion on Scoot versus Brandon Miller? <sighs> I've had Scoot at two all year on my board. Um, I think he's a potential superstar. I think he's a stud. I've everything I've heard. I've tried to find something negative on him and every single person I talk to, it just glows about him and raves about him. I love his game. I thought he's taken fantastic strides from last year. I mean, he's done everything I've wanted to see when it comes to a potential franchise point guard. So I, I think they're going to go Brandon Miller, and I love Brandon Miller. I think there's three potential superstars in this class. I know Amen and the Thompsons get a lot of kind of buzz, but I think I'm a little lower on them. Um, but I think Brandon Miller is going to be a stud, too. Like I, I've, he's nasty. If you go watch him against South Carolina against Gigi Jackson, he put on a game, and I was like, this guy is a freak. Like It was just terrifying some of the stuff he does. But I think Charlotte's going to go Brandon Miller. I really do. I think they're going to say, like, let's – you know, draft for fit, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But I, I really don't think you can go wrong with those two. I, I know that sounds like kind of a cop out, but I just wouldn't want to be the one that passes up on Scoot. So that, that's why, like all year, I've said Victor and Scoot were one and two for me. And um, I've had Brandon Miller at, th- at three for all year. So 
I understand if Charlotte's like, hey, we, we need shooting. We need a potential star wing. Let's get him next to LaMelo. That, that makes some sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Well, with that, we can just transition right on in here to the mock draft that we put together. Um, I, it, I mean, when Vinyama's won, like, there's, like, I don't know what conversation we could have about it. If you would like, is he what, just what does be... it take for yeah. him not to be one? Like, <laughs> does somebody go on his Twitter and find some stuff that he wasn't supposed to be saying? <laughs> or uh, maybe he hurts himself. Knock on wood. I didn't want to go to that, but that was the first one that came to mind. Not as funny, but is there no, anything no. that could happen? The, the, the crazy thing about him. And a lot of people don't remember this is he had a really bad, um, history with injuries like he had like four years in a row where he had like season ending injuries or was out for a couple months so this year was kind of a big deal when he announced he was going to go change teams because everyone was like he he should be the number one pick he's just got to stay healthy like he's got to put up good numbers and stay healthy but they had a really favorable schedule which it was like sometimes they had one game a week so it was Mm. like he got to kind of take care of his body and focus on that and I think he's going to be fine. I think he's figured it out. He's hard worker. He's had a conditioning coach all year. That's kind of focused on his body. I think he's going to be fine, but it was a question this year. Like people were like, ah, like he had some serious injuries and um, I'm hoping he stays healthy because he's mm-hmm. ridiculous to watch. He's kind of like Jokic where you just laugh every game with something he does. Like Victor does something <laughs> like that. Sometimes it's a running three point shot and you're like, what are you doing? But um he's talented the funny thing with him is like yeah all seven foot plus guys are injury prone type guys like even without knowing anything about his history like (laughs) i would look at him and be like that guy might get hurt yes absolutely i mean yao ming we were like the same way i was like that frame can't hold up forever and like we see it all the time so i'm hoping he's just gonna stay healthy forever because he's such a fun talent chet too i mean immediately similar build similar type skill set where he's supposed to be skilled at a plus seven foot range and he snaps his foot. What do you do to his foot? Something. Yeah. LeBron. <laughs> I, I still blame LeBron for that one. I think he landed on <laughs> LeBron's foot on a, a block attempt, but no, I think like Chet, I think's going to have a crazy year. I think people are going to yeah. remember all of a sudden how special he is, but I, I do think Victor, hopefully he stays healthy too, but it was a concern this year. Like it was something everyone was really nervous about. Scouts were nervous about it and, now it's like, okay, it looked like it was a great decision. Yeah, and then you hear Victor on JJ's podcast just saying like, yeah, like he's saying all these things that sounds like a 35-year-old man, like just a genius. Like, yeah, well, it was something – I can't remember the exact quote. It was like, do you worry about, you know, getting caught up in the hype? He's like, no, because I always come back to my universe where I have to accomplish this. And I'm like, this guy's how old? Like, what are we doing here? It this exploded is, was, my mind when I heard that yeah. clip. I think even Reddick was dropping f bombs. He was like speechless. I was like, "Yeah, that, that one has me having a headache too." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's incredible. That's awesome. Um, we have a, in this in our mock draft, we have Brandon uh, Miller two, Scoot Henderson three. That just seems like probably what's going to happen. I do have next to the Scoot Henderson pick, as I do with a bunch of other picks in the first round. Trade question mark. Does Portland trade the pick in your opinion? And then you already talked about Scoot and, and Brandon two, three, a little bit. So just like if they do trade the pick, what team do you think would probably try to get it? And would their mindset be getting Scoot? You hear the Pelicans like, just yeah, your thoughts, I guess. 
the Pelicans one would like actually explode the universe. Um, I sort <laughs> of want that to happen just because of the chaos, but I think they're going to keep it. I, I really do. I think if Scoot's there, they're going to be like, we're keeping this pick. I think they're going to get a lot of offers right now because everyone's going to start being convinced that it's going to be Miller at two. So New Orleans is probably going to try to throw a, a godfather offer at the last second. Um, but I think Portland, it's 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 really tough because Shane Sharp last year looked fantastic. I think he's kind of a big second year. Um, and if you could add Scoot, like you're you're kind of almost speeding up the eventual rebuild to have these really two nice pieces. Can they just trade Dame? Like, what I, are we doing? That's like, that's come, where we're all on. getting at. Like, I love. Well, let's Dame. all calm down a minute. Yeah, <laughs> because if he gets traded, he's going to get traded to Miami. Exactly. And selfishly, so I would prefer that that does not happen. <laughs> it it's scary, but I, I love Dame. I've loved his mentality about being like I, I'm staying loyal. But I, sometime, like we're like, okay, we get it, bud. You you, you did it. We're we're not gonna <laughs> slander you if you go try to chase one at the end of your career just run it's, from the grind just just run yes. just go away it's just, just go uh, join phoenix with everybody else they brought mike schmitz in for this reason where it's like hey we need to start hitting on this draft and they jumped up and they landed in a spot right now where they're they're gonna potentially get a superstar and i i just i, I love dame but i don't think you could pass up that opportunity and if if you draft scoot and dame you know comes in the next week and like i want out then i think you go okay Let's we'll, we'll find something, but you know, you're potentially going to have a new franchise point guard in the wing or in waiting with scoot. And then Shaden sharp looks like a potential offensive force. Like that's two big steps in the right direction where even if you do move Dame, make who knows what they would do it for. Yeah. Maybe they get Tyler hero from the heat or something. I don't know, but I, I just can't see a world where it, it makes sense to pass on scoot unless you're getting some huge name like zion or you know i don't know but i it, like the siakam rumors to portland i'm like you still need another move to kind of make a, a real push at this in the west so I, I don't know it's gonna be fascinating yeah definitely definitely um all right four is another one we have a little brackets trade question okay. mark because yep. i don't Eyeballs. don't really know what houston's doing but we have Eamon Thompson. That seems to be the name that they're looking at it for, right? Yes. I, I think that's going to be the name that if it's not that, we're all going to be a little shocked. And it makes a lot of sense that they need a playmaker. I don't think I'm buying Harden's going back there, but um, that makes a lot of sense. Really exciting guy, prospect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sam, you're excited about the guy we have at five, right? I know this is like one of the few prospects I've heard you well, say their name. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of Cam Whitmore. I, I am aware. Just yes. because I guess he's super athletic. The Pistons clearly like him. I've seen videos of him doing the the vertical jump with all the little things you hit on the pole. <laughs> and he's like knocking all of them. Like he's Draft getting all the way here. to the top. Draft yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys Nobody knows ball like me. He's more <laughs> advanced than you give yourself credit for. No, he's a, he's a, he's a popular name right now because he was scorching like last week. People thought he might be a contender to go fourth to Houston. And everyone's like, whoa. And then. Um, Jonathan Gavoni this week kind of said that he's been struggling in some workouts and that kind of was like, uh Oh, here's the curveball." And then now there's some rumblings about some bad medicals. Um, cool. so he's either going to be in, it's going to be a great smoke screen and he's going to go five or he might be going any pick after that. So it's going to be interesting. 
All right. Really talented, athletic scary guy with athlete. medical stuff. Not yeah, fun. Sounds like uh, the guy in New Orleans there. They yeah. Take it on the court. <laughs> yeah. Not not a He's good recipe. Bad. He's just, yeah. He just can't get in shape. It's a little oh, different. man. All right. Uh, six, we have, is it Asar Thompson? Is that how you, mm-hmm. am I saying it right? We have Asar Thompson at six to the magic. Yes. Maybe. I I like Too that high? fit. Okay. I like that fit. Um, I like Asar. I actually have Asar above a man. Um, I got to see them in person. I haven't this heard year. that a lot. Wow, oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm, I've I've had that for a while. So mm-hmm. I got to see them in person. I I have them back to back, but I I like them both. I think Amen is one of those playmaking guards. Like he just needs the ball in his hand. I think Asar's learned to play off the ball, so he probably is going to have a little bit better of a transition. And I think Amen gets a lot of showcase for really flashy passes. But I think Asar just makes the right reads, understands where the ball should go. He he seems like a guy I'd love to play with because, like, you'd look up and you're like, oh, the ball's in my hand. Like, he sees the floor beautifully. Really good defensive upside. Um, Orlando's going to be a real wild card at six. I think that's – I was about a lot to say. Are, yeah, it's Orlando crazy there. Orlando seems like the most fun team in the draft to me. Yes, absolutely. Just because there's so many different avenues that they could do, they could go with their multiple picks. They could trade them, trade them for a player, trade to move up. Who knows? It, it seems, seems like they're set and ready to make like yes. the next step. It it's like kind that of where OKC to... was before they just hit gold with the Jalen Williams pick. But like <laughs> Orlando seems so close to taking that next step that it's like if they do a good job with these two picks, you could really be like, okay, Orlando might be really fun in a couple of years. <laughs> it's true. Well, Sam says it all the time. Do you think there's a chance that they say like, hey? should we just trade one or both of these picks? Like, cause with all the stars available, it feels like Orlando could be, have one of the better packages say, okay, if you want to rebuild starter kit, yeah. here you go. Like go take these picks. Do you think that's possible? Or we do you talked think about say, Portland. Like, we'll take the place. Like, yeah. yeah. Like if you're Portland in your trading Dame to get back a rebuild package, six and 11, would you take any <laughs> other like package than that, that rules. That's better than hero. Right, right, right. No stupid I... bucket hats, <laughs> you know, like, Get the super cool. Drip. You and Stan Van Gundy both love uh, Tyler Hero's that. attire. Oh, I can't stand Hero. Hero's um, like he's one of my least favorite. He's on the punch in the face power ranking. Him and Pool. I love that. Yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. I think that eleventh pick's probably going to be really enticing. It it depends on where they go at six. If they get their guy at six, it could make some sense where they're like, hey, we could go back a couple spots and maybe get another piece, or we could just trade out for a player. Um, because I do think Orlando's not that far. Like they got Paulo, they got Franz, they have 85 guards. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but if you add another good piece at whatever they get at six, I I think they've got some really nice pieces to grow with. I just want them to get a shooter. They need to get some shooting. So it'll be interesting if they try to even maybe trade one of those picks, like you're saying, like just get someone that could come in and help that team grow a little faster. Yeah, it, it feels like the Magic are ready. If, like, I, I have a feeling they might be a play-in question mark team next year like the Thunder were this year. They beat up um, on the Celtics, that's for yeah. sure. That they they're did. Gonna, they're going to piss us off next year, I have a feeling. I'm yes. be like, how did we lose again to Orlando? Like, you know. Absolutely. All right, uh, seven is the Pacers. Another one where it's like trade question mark. Sounds like the one on Anobi, not sure. I saw, I can't remember who this was. It might have been Mark Schindler of Basketball News. And someone tweeted something along the lines of just make the pick, you cowards, and just draft one. And so I have Taylor Hendricks. It feels like a little higher 
then like he's consensus. Like it sounds like he's probably going to go like what, like eight to 11, maybe around there. I think if they want OG on an OB, Taylor Hendricks is probably pretty close. Am I far off on that? No, I, I think uh, Hendricks is going to be everyone I've talked to glows about him. Like every team just like, mm-hmm. oh, I like Hendricks. I like Hendricks. So I'm just waiting to see like, okay, who's all in on Taylor Hendricks. I think he could be a name that goes earlier than we're expecting. He's kind of like this. He's a big body that could space the floor. He's going to be a shot blocker. I think you're kind of looking at him as more of like a four, but mm-hmm. he could really like, he could shoot. He's got a really pretty shot. And, um, a lot of defensive upside, kind of one of those safer, like higher floor guys, because you just know what he's going to be able to do right away. The rest of the game's got to develop, but I know Indiana liked him. I think he's in the conversation there. It's just kind of how the rest of the board's going to pan out. But yeah, I think he could go like okay. eight, nine, ten. You know, gotcha. All right, all right. I like uh, this mock so far. It's good. Okay, come on, you guys know ball. What are you about? Did you get this one, Jack? No, what's the new news? Spoiler Sam? for the the first oh, segment of our show. Break it down. Gallinari on being included in the no. Oh, what? Where? No. Who do you see this from? Fisher. Oh, boo! Jake Fisher, friend of the podcast. That's so crazy. Yeah, he was on our <laughs> show. Once. Wow. He wanted to promote his book. It was like hey, when hey. there was nothing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had yeah. it on. Um, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, we talked before, sense. Gets before this, but. I yeah. was trying to figure out how they figured how they did that trade without including that contract. Yeah, but, he would um, have to be. That stinks, but all right. Hey, Porzingis is Porzingis, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Please every help. mock draft, <laughs> <laughs> every mock draft I've seen anywhere has Anthony Black at eight to the Wizards. Is 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 that like? Do you think that's too high for him? Am I like? Literally, I pulled up like six different mock drafts to like <laughs> sort of compile this, and it's like. Every single one. I was gonna put Jerace Walker there because I thought he'd be cool, but like everything, everything I saw Ringer was just Anthony Black to the Wizards. Yeah, like what's the uh, deal? I I would say be on the look for him to Orlando. That would be my yeah. my breadcrumb is what I've heard. I'm like oh, Anthony Black. Right? Yes. Ooh, so uh, I think rising. If he, yeah, Scoops, if he does eyeball emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. Um, just what I've heard. There's a lot of misdirection in the next 40 or last 48 hours. It's going to be crazy, but I I've heard that. Um, it, I think if he is there at eight, I think Washington would jump all over that, but um, I don't think it's too high. I, I think he really could play. He's around six, seven great playmaking feel. A lot of these bigger guards have really had success at the NBA level, you know, like the Josh Giddies, obviously Lamella yeah. ball and Lonzo ball, like, that's kind of you almost can figure out a way just because of their versatility. So um, I like Indy Black. I think he's going to be a, a really good piece wherever he goes. I'd like him to go to Washington because I feel like I need the Wizards to kind of get on the right path. But to do anything, um, just to, you yeah, need the just Wizards do to do anything. <laughs> the Beal trade was the perfect first step. Yes. Like everyone's yes. giving him crap for the return, but I was like, you just needed to get rid of that and accept that we have to move on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Drace Walker at nine. It feels like I have him lower on this than some things. I saw him anywhere like Pistons at five, but it feels like he's sort of starting to creep back on boards. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, he, he's a fun one. Um, great character, hard worker, kind of. I don't throw this name around, but he give he reminds you of Draymond with just how Ooh, he plays wow. on the court. Um, shot is coming along. It's take a big step in one year. So it's, it's a little it's bit better than Draymond's. No offense, Draymond. <laughs> but um, he's just one of those guys. He's huge. He looks like the Hulk on the court, and he guard a lot of positions. And 
Um, he could go five, yeah, he could go as high as five as you're saying, or he could go mm-hmm. any pick after that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, number 10, we, we have Derek lively. Cause it feels like the Mavericks need a center. Is there any chance that Mavericks actually make this pick? Like w- what's, what's the percentage in your mind that the Mavericks make the pick versus trade the pick? Cause it oh, feels man. like it's probably gone. It feels like it's like 10% that they keep the pick. Um, okay. I even heard a, a thing with Jake Fisher where he's literally said, he's like, I bet the bank that they're trading this pick. So <laughs> I, I think they're trying to probably get a vet if they can for that pick. Everyone seems to be like, Oh, they're trading it. They're trading it. So it's like, okay, well, are they actually going to do it? Or are they going to pick someone and shock us? But um, mm-hmm. I think that could be where lively goes anyways. I think teams are trying to go up to okay. get him. So you're, you're onto something there. He's been Plus, rising a lot, another, right? Sorry, yeah. Sam. Yeah. What'd you say, Sam? <laughs> it's another instance of CBA hands tied. Why not get a guy through the draft instead of trading that pick for a big contract? It just doesn't make a ton of sense. It doesn't. And I, I just, yeah, I, I've, I did like a project. I've looked at all like the team's recent draft histories and I did Dallas's and I was like, oh gosh, like it is just a horror. It's terrible. Film. So yeah, it's, it's scary. It's but I think Luca just, guy. Yeah. They just got <laughs> one guy. <laughs> he just turned out to be unbelievable. Um, so it, I don't know what they're doing. I know Atlanta's probably trying to to have someone take on John Collins. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's it just like like you guys are saying. It's be like it makes sense to get a guy there that you could probably have cheap, but instead get John Collins's number. Well, it's yeah, yeah, clue. why not? Yeah, yeah, they need a center. John back. Collins is just getting traded every season. Yeah, <laughs> I just need him to get traded because I'm tired of that rumor. Like, oh, yeah, Collins again. Airbnb, so he doesn't have to own anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, this is another one where I saw him like a lot of mock drafts. Grady Dick at 11 mm-hmm. to the Magic. They need shooting. That's something I saw in a lot of places. It just seems like that's the range for him. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I, okay. I think if they go upside at six, I think they got to get shooting with that second pick if they keep it and. um you know, Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins, I think, are the top two shooters in this class. So I, I think either of them makes a lot of sense there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I spoiled this a little bit. B-Law Koulibaly at 12. I'm just imagining a Shea, Giddy, Jalen Williams, Koulibaly, Chet Holmgren starting five. And that sounds kind of like, if everything works out, that sounds kind of gross. <laughs> like, that sounds like Better it's going to be a problem. Yes. Yeah, send them west. Um, but yeah, Koulibaly <laughs> at 12 is where we had it. They, they seem like a team that just keeps taking those swings. And, and, you know, you've hit enough lately that I think you could take these long-term approaches. So, you know, they took that with Jiang last year. So if they double down on kind of the projects that they could reap the rewards with patience, like they do a great job of developing talent. They have a great G League team. They coaches let guys learn through experience. I, I think that would make a lot of sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Fred Van Fleet out in Toronto. 13 in comes Cason Wallace, who I called Carson Wallace for about five months. Uh, but Cason Wallace at 13 is what we had in our, our mock. That's a good one. I, he's so fascinating. I, I think he could go top 10 somehow. And then I think he mm-hmm. could be just a steal at the end of the lottery or maybe even after that. I think he's one of the safer guys in this class. I think he's just going to play a long time and be a tough nosed guard. So I like Cason Wallace a lot. I think Toronto's probably got him high on their list too. So that makes some sense. Gotcha. All right. Swiftly moving on. End of the lottery here. We have Kobe Bufkin to the Pelicans at 14. If it isn't involved in some other trade, like with Zion or whatever, but we had Kobe Bufkin at 14. 
He, yeah, like I said before, he's just the hottest name right now. I, I almost at some point would be shocked if he doesn't go top 10, but mm. it's just crazy because you hear that about a lot of guys. So it's like, well, someone can't go top 10 if you're giving me 15 guys that are hot names. So, <laughs> um, but a lot of people like him. His camp's been kind of selective about who's they've been working out with. Wow. So some people are like, oh, maybe there's a promise. I kind of hate that move from Prosper. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> still haven't it, forgiven Julius Randle. Snubbed the Celtics back in the day, actually. How that worked I out hate promises. You? They're the worst. in New York getting your poster torn down because you get bounced. <laughs> promises are the worst because half the time they don't pan out. And it's like, yeah, because teams weren't expecting a other guy to be on the board. But um, teams love to give them. So it's going to be interesting. Yep. But yeah, Buck yep. in there would be a steal for New okay. Orleans. And I think, like I said, I think there's a chance he is on the board because there's just so much misdirection. This gotcha. is a good mock. You guys got to be hey. proud of this. This is a good one. We definitely didn't put it together at 2 p.m. I, te I texted Sam yesterday at like 6, like, okay, 2 p.m. You want to do this? Put this together and have time to react to it? It's great. Um, it's great. Perfect. All right. This is the first one. The Hawks of 15. We have another like trade question mark thing. It's the first one where I might have like gone a little bit too far. Like maybe this guy has slide up. Ryan Rupert of the New, New Zealand Breakers. I feel like this is a lot higher than I saw him on some uh, mock drafts, but I feel like if the Hawks were to make the pick, getting a defensive-minded guy is probably what they need to be doing there. It's probably a bit higher than most mocks have him, but what do you think of Ryan Rupert? What is what is the thought there? He's uh, he's one of those names I think is going to be higher in front offices than the public. And, okay. um then yes, like I've, I've felt that way for a while because I think teams are just going to be intrigued with his tools. And he was buzzing overseas last year when he was playing in France. Then he signed to go play in the NBL. So 15, not crazy is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's that nuts because he just got a green room invite yesterday. And I okay. think a lot of people are like, whoa. And I was like, they like him. Teams are going to like him. So um, I have no idea what Atlanta is going to do. They're like the one team giving me a headache this whole draft process. Cause I was like, what are you guys going to do? Cause I was like, Oh, there's going to be a bunch of good guards on the board. But I was like, you have two, like, what am I, what are you going to do? So um, it wouldn't shock me if some teams just in love with them and take some early because he's a pest defensively. He's like really, really lengthy, almost inspector gadget arms. So um, wouldn't shock me. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, what's next? 16, 16 is the Jazz who are trying to move up. Yes. Are they? They're trying to move up in the draft, right? Is that what the rumblings are saying? I think, yeah. Yeah. Classic okay. Danny trying to move up. Yep. <laughs> trying to us. We have Jalen Hood, Shifino. Is that how you say it? Shifino. Yes. There? Okay. Shifino. Yeah. Perfect. He, that'd be a great pick. Um, I, I, I really do think everyone I've talked to is like, oh, I, I could hear him going in the lottery, but it's like, gosh, again, you guys give me so many lottery names. Like that can't all work. So I think he's got a lot of fans. He's big combo guard that kind of has a mature way of the game. So yeah, I, I feel like Danny would love him if he could get him as well. Okay, perfect. Um, 17, did the Lakers make this pick or do they trade this pick? I'll ask, I'll, before I tell you who we have. I think they're going to make it. I think they kind of have really? to okay. almost. Um, All right. They better in this draft because someone's <laughs> going to be on the board that they really should take. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope they take it. I mean, actually, I hope I don't, they don't. Mm -hmm. I'm a Celtics fan. I, I can't <laughs> This is that. true. This is true. Uh, we have Chris Murray here, maybe yeah. a little higher, but like, I mean, the if point. the Lakers, yeah, if Lakers need a, a win now piece, that feels like kind of the guy, right? 
Yeah, that'd be one of those very annoying picks where I'd just be like, dang it. Like, oh, gosh, okay, that was a smart pick. So I, it, we'll see. But I think there's going to be a lot of really good value on the board for them. Like, they're in a, they're in the sweet spot where it's like, oh, you're going to get the the ripple effects of who went in the lottery. Or if someone reaches, like, yeah. someone's going to slide down. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for Chris Murray to go there. Okay. Uh, Heat at 18, another one that, like, do they trade it in a in a package a for a player thing. X, right? Yeah, maybe it's Portland. Maybe it's you know Zach Levine if they choose to do something. But good luck. Um, <laughs> Sam, not a Zach Levine fan. Uh, Jet Howard at eighteen. If they want some shooting, I, I don't know. I've seen him all over the place. Your side makes you feel like you're not too high no. on Jet Howard. No, 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 no. I like Jet a lot. That would just hurt us. Oh, the Celtics Heat. fans. Okay. So yes. he's a uh, he's one name I think is probably potential highway robbery because okay he was he can really shoot he's lethal catch and shoot guy he was playing on like two banged up ankles the whole year and he's a movement shooter so it's like that that just sounds painful um and i think he's had kind of a quiet pre-draft process so i'm scared he's gonna end up going to a team like miami where it's like oh gosh he's perfect he's he's lengthy he can shoot like that's a, that's a good recipe yeah plus exactly. you get plus five development if you join Miami. <laughs> yeah especially yeah they pick me up off the street i'm winning a playoff game <laughs> i hate it it's unbelievable like yeah, i am more excited to see who they get in undrafted free agency now yeah. because reggie I mean, miller some brings of, it up some of these guys that they get are they guys that you've had your eye on coming into the draft like are you shocked by any of these guys or or not shocked by any of them like any Gabe, names that stick out that are like Gabe okay, Vincent was one. A, was one shocked me. Um, I had a buddy that actually coached him in the G League and liked him a lot, and he's just like Gabe can play. Like he, he's a tough guy. He'll probably be he'll stick. He'll stay there. But now it's like I don't think any of us saw him doing no, this no. stuff. So it's like oh gosh. But well, once he got to the finals, it started to make sense again. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. funny how that works out for us. I was Crazy. really enjoying that. I like turned off the game too. I was like, I can't watch this. Like yeah, the, Caleb Martin, everyone cool came guy. back to Earth. <laughs> just just lighting it up everywhere. Uh, uh who's next? Warriors at 19. We had Jordan Hawkins. Uh yeah, it might not be Harvard. yeah. Yeah. It feels like maybe they go after, like you said, a uh like a uh Hammy Hawkins or something, but Jordan Hawkins maybe a mix of like potential and also can help them now. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He'd be the anti Jordan pool. So that'd be a great pick. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, if Hawkins is there, I can't wait, 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 expand upon that. Jordan pool fan. So doesn't I, get just... Steph Curry tossed from a game from taking <laughs> no, a bad yeah. shot. I, I, it was funny. Cause I have a, a buddy of mine who's a diehard Warriors fan. And when they beat the Celts, I just turned to him and I said, they're going to pay Jordan Poole and this is going to be a backbreaker. And he's like, don't talk to me about that. And I was like, yeah. And he was a <laughs> Michigan fan too. So he's like, I know. And I'm already sweating it. So Tough. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But they're going to have an interesting offseason. But if Hawkins is there, I think they would sprint to the podium. He'd be perfect for them. All right. All right. Uh, a name you mentioned earlier, Leonard Miller at 20 to the Rockets. Yeah. Maybe makes sense. Makes risk. sense. No. Uh, it's weird because they sound like they're either trying to get up from 20. I think maybe to go get lively, they'd have to go up probably mm-hmm. high. But I also have read, I think maybe Gavoni said they're trying to get out of that, like to trade it. So it's going to be really interesting. I don't know what they could do. Um, 
but now we're getting in the wheelhouse where I'm like, could Stevens pull a rabbit out of a hat and trade into the end of the first somehow? So <laughs> Pritchard um, and 35. That's yeah. hey, it's going it's to be tossing around. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he's going to Washington. Yeah. I mean, you never know, too. I feel like Boston could be at a point where, like, let's get rid of some of our future first. We need to go get a guy. Like, I don't know. But I also think this is the draft where they're in a good spot that someone that should go in the first might be on the board still. So um no i like that pick that's good all right all right i'm glad i'm glad it hasn't been too bad so far no <laughs> um, come on i'm a positive okay. guy i'm not gonna do that all hey, right with so, the wrong group <laughs> so <laughs> the nets back to back we have trade question mark for both of them because like who knows what the nets are doing nick smith jr and noah Clowney at, at 21 and 22 nick smith is a name i feel like was in like the lottery and then has fallen yeah. out of it maybe nick i'm crazy smith, but i saw him up there always but... is a 2k beast whoever made the 2k draft class made him <laughs> I love one of the best guys. players those guys yeah. are the real heroes i feel like i download them and i'm like wait yep. why is nick smith like jaw morant like it's just funny <laughs> but um Nick's going to be really interesting. I had heard a while ago he was still getting buzz in the lottery. Now I don't know if I'm still buying it, but teams I think are kind of going from his high school stuff, not just this year, because he just had a tough year with injuries and yeah. trying to get caught up to speed. And um, he'll be interesting. Clowney's got a lot of fans, so I think that's a good pick. Absolutely in that range. He got a green room invite too. Um Brooklyn, I saw just brought Lively in yesterday for a workout, which is always notable, like this time of mm-hmm. the year. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I I wonder if they're trying to go up to get someone with those two picks. But yeah, it also seems like a team that would be smart to just take two guys, keep building mm-hmm. around bridges and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, 23 is the Trailblazers. We had Bryce Sensabaugh jumping yeah. up a little bit there. That makes sense. That's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good pick. It's gonna be very interesting to see whatever they do, especially if they get skewed at three. Um, mm-hmm. Sensible. I, someone's gonna. Sensible just has too many gifts offensively, so okay. it wouldn't shock me if it. But medical season's always scary, so I think teams it wouldn't shock <laughs> me if he also is out of the first. Like, and then I'm gonna have to talk gotcha. myself into that pick when the Celts are on the board and he's still there. I'm going to be like, okay, fine. I'll convince myself this is going to work. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Uh, 24 is the Kings. We had Colby Jones, who you mentioned might be slipping out of the first, but we, we had him up there with the Kings. No, that's a good pick. I, I think Sacramento's in a, another team in a great spot. They could get a guy that could come help him right away. Colby Jones would be, I think going to a playoff contender, he would be a fantastic addition. So I like that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, 25 Grizzlies, Keontae George. Is that too high for him or is that? Uh, no, so like he's he's wild because um, like I could see him going as high as 13 to Toronto. Wow. Um, okay. He had, it's tough because he's also the name I think could fall. Um, mm. So it wouldn't shock me if he's like still on the board. He just, he had a year where it wasn't as efficient as it was, but like when he's, on fire he looks so damn impressive like he's just a bucket getting machine um so it wouldn't shock me if he goes earlier than that but it also wouldn't shock me if he's the one name that people the whole broadcast are like how is Keontae still on the board you know and there's always one guy like that Mm -hmm. all right all right we have what five more picks left in this mock draft pacers Dariq whitehead is that is that correct yeah um thought he was gonna be a top five pick coming into the year Wow. Had a preseason injury. Um, 
came back late in this or a couple games into the year. He never looked like the same guy. He looked like he was 60% healthy the whole time. Um, and then he just had another operation to clean up that, but he's supposed to be back in time for camp, but like super talented. I think he played the whole year and the question mark was his outside shot. And he took a huge step with that. I think he shot over 40%, but like, that's also a wild card for the Celtics. Like if he's somehow okay. there, yeah. I think they almost would be like, reminds oh my me gosh. when they go, not the skill set, but the situation where pick him late wild card, maybe helps you as he was supposed to be a higher pick in the draft. You know, who is this? When they drafted Rob. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, absolutely. Like if they got him, I think Celtics fans would be doing a backflip. Cause I think the Celtics would be like, <laughs> just be patient. We don't care. Like get healthy. We'll figure yeah. it all out down the road. But he has crazy talent. I just think like I've even talked to scouts and they're like, we didn't see the real Derek last year. Like mm-hmm. he just looked always like he was at 60%. The explosiveness wasn't there, but good size. He's tough. It, that's a wild card that could be on the board. Is he someone you think should have maybe gone back for a sophomore year to bring it back up or like, is he it, fine? It, it wouldn't have shocked me if he did. Um, mm-hmm. The He's also the name that like, he hasn't been able to work out, but he's still been like lottery teams have been bringing him in. So I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of teams that are just like, we might get, have a shot to get him later than we were thinking. We saw him in high school. We know how good of a player he is. It's just if the medicals check out, but like okay. everyone's projecting them late. I think we are even projecting them later, but it wouldn't shock me if it's, you know, Atlanta somehow takes them. And I'm just like, of course, Atlanta. But um, <laughs> I I just have no idea where he's going to go. His range is so wild. Gotcha. I mean, Atlanta makes sense. They took yeah. Johnson. They took Cam Reddish. They just like you guys. I guess that you just want to keep taking them. Um, 27 is the Hornets. I haven't heard this name much, but I was like, Olivier Maxens Prosper. Did I say it yeah. right? Is that yeah. it? So that's what we got at Hornets there. Um, had one of the best pre-draft processes. Lengthy defender. I think he's going to be one of those guys. Teams are convinced he's just going to be the Swiss Army knife kind of. You play alongside scorers, and he defends multiple positions. So he got a green room invite too, which usually that means teams feel pretty good. He's going to go early. So um, yeah, another guy like in that range. If, Sacramento, maybe Portland, like a lot of teams, I think are going to be intrigued with him. Okay. Best name in the draft. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I think so. A lot of hyphen guys in this class with him. Yeah. And then Trace Jackson Davis has been driving it's messing me, me up. It's messing me up. And I don't even cover the draft. Uh, 28, the jazz Julian Phillips, a name you mentioned. That's who we had at 28. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that these last couple picks are probably the wheelhouse of teams trying to trade in. So Celtics fans listening, okay. I could say like, hey, keep your eyes on, you know, a team like Indiana. I, I know they traded one of those picks today, but maybe they try to get rid of another one or Charlotte or Utah even. Never know. Yeah. Danny can is... help us out a little bit, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully. That'd be great. Um, 29, this is the Nuggets pick because they just traded it with the Pacers. When we were making this and we had this here, this is what we described as a head and hands pick like disaster <laughs> because we have Hamie Hawkins, the nuggets, which we would just be so annoying. Cause we think it would be very good for the yeah. nuggets. We made a video yeah. on them. Like <laughs> there's yeah. always those picks. I swear. Like we're going to have a draft stream for no ceilings. How do they keep and, like, getting away with this? Oh, I'll literally just be like, come on again. Like it just happens yep. every year. So like, yeah, that'd be a great pick. They, 
clearly have their eyes set on someone at, and it's probably going to be head in hands when it happens. I'm going to be like, Oh gosh, <laughs> like great pick. Yep. Yep. Very frustrating. All right. 30 last pick the first round Clippers. We had trace Jackson Davis here getting another backup behind another hyphen guy. Uh, yeah. Zubach. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we had to round. I, I like that fit a lot. I, I think that one okay. makes a lot of sense for me. So this is a good mock. You guys, come on. Like that, if you <laughs> made that in an hour, I got to take some notes. Like that was proud. <laughs> we tried our best. We tried our best. We had, we had plenty of draft coverage. A lot uh, of you uh, guys cheating on the test. No, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody we left out? Any other like first round things you think? I mean, we rattled off 30 names at you. So like, yeah, no, I, I it, it's, it really is goes back to what I just said. Like there's so many names that could be in that range, you know, where it wouldn't shock me with, you know, Pajemski or Julian Strother or somehow Ben Shepard. Yeah, yeah Shepard, I think, is going to end up going to the first. So it it's another thing where it's like there's 30 picks and we have 40 guys that could go in the first round. So it's like yeah. someone's going to be left out. So that's why I actually think it's a really exciting year for the Celts, especially because yeah. they might have a really good name on the board still. And after saying that, this whole podcast, you know, We'll probably trade out of the whole draft. So yeah, yeah right. exactly right. <laughs> Who was that guy two years ago that fell out of the first round that ended up like it was the Hawks? It was the Hawks pick, and it was, they took a guard, and he's just out of the league now. But everyone was super high on him. Oh, I, uh, Sharif Cooper. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's in the. I, I think I he's still been dominating the G League, but it's like yeah. <laughs> okay. Eventually, you got to get, <laughs> you got to make a decision if you should go play yes. overseas or or what. But it happens every year. There's just the guy that falls, and um. We'll, we'll see what happens. There's going to be some fireworks All right. probably. All righty. Uh, we didn't tell you about this, but this okay. is something we do on every podcast. Uh-oh. And I think you'll enjoy it. It has nothing to do with basketball. It is called the rat list, as you can we see with the, the special graphics. rat list. So this is Matt the rat. And again, it doesn't have to be basketball, but every podcast we talk about like, our, like the rat, like I'll give you an example. So hmm. I play golf and two podcasts ago, my rat list was the people behind us played way too fast. And they were getting into us the whole day. So they're rats. If you blow through, if you like, if you go too fast or you're going like below the speed limit on the highway, you're on the rat list. Cause that's just like what we're doing. Like that's a rat move. Um, Some NBA rats, Celtics, Kyrie's on the rat list. Right. All time. Exactly. All time. Ron makes his way on there. uh, Sam, do you want to kick off the rat list? Give Tyler an example. And then just just brew some, some like share your frustrations out. This is the rat list. This is what we do. Every podcast. Again, Matt, the rat. Uh, is our mascot so <laughs> uh all right yeah i'll start it off rat list oddly enough celtics Ooh, just to swing it into the idea of this trade oh i really hope i didn't close my window i'm still here right <laughs> yeah yes, you're you're here. Here. Hello, hello. thank god oh my god <laughs> yeah celtics so apparently they're including gallinari in this trade <laughs> and kind of a rat move we've discussed it at lengths just throughout the season discussing at the deadline will they move him for <laughs> yeah. somebody and it's really a bad look to move the guy that signed for you and was excited to play for your organization before he even gets to play a game rat after move. he tore his ACL. So kind of ratless Brad Stevens on that one, just because it might hurt future free agent signings. Yes. Yes. I'm right there Tough. with you on that one. That one, that one hurt. Yep. I, I was excited for the Gallinari experience. Um, but, oh, well, I guess we'll never. Wasn't It's not even that for me. It's just the optics. I don't yeah. care. He's found money as a trade <laughs> asset, but I just think it looks bad on the organization. Yes, Anthony yes. Davis's dad is like rock hard somewhere. Like, look, I told you they're terrible people there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a non basketball example. Mm. So you have something else. So I was okay. driving home the other day, and the car in front of me is just going like twenty miles an hour in like a thirty five or something. It's just something ridiculous, right? It's yeah. making me mad behind the wheel. So I ran my first red light. I'm outing myself on the podcast. So we're taking a left SWAT through a yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody down. <laughs> right? We're taking a left through a yellow and he slows down like he's going to stop. But then he just kind of ekes through the light. So I just followed him. Like, I'm not waiting mm. five minutes because you're driving like an idiot. So that driver goes Agreed. on the rat list for driving like a moron uh, and, and making me really mad. And then they continued to go slow the rest of the way. And then they turned into like some random driveway and like just stopped on a dime. Rat list that driver for being an idiot. So that's, okay. that's, my rat list. that's, that's a good an example one. of a non-basketball rat. No, those were both good. All right. I, I'm going to give a, a, a draft one just to be in the spirit. Yes. And then I'm probably going to get off this podcast and think of like five other ones. And I've been like, oh, I should have <laughs> said that. Um, my rat list is how every single draft, the NBA makes these guys that like, say there's a player picked that gets traded and he has to go up on stage and wear the other team's logo <laughs> yes. and do the, the biggest moment of his life. He has to do an interview with a team that's not drafting him. Yep. Like just literally like tell the guy he's getting traded, give him the right hat. Um, it also just funny when they interview him and the first question is just like, so you're, you're getting traded. Like, come on, <laughs> like just let this guy have some moment and let like yeah. celebrate. And then another quick one about that also Keep is going. I can't There's I many. can't stand how apparently Woj is putting a stop to this this year. This was going to be my second rat list. How they great. report trades drives me crazy because like we watch at home and um, two of our guys that know ceilings went to the draft two years ago and yeah. they're like we, no one knows what's going on with the trades like you don't find out until you have to get on your phone so I just. Woj said he's changing this year to stop Good. tipping picks and he's announced trades. And I was like, he's, he's been on this before. Yeah. Woj has been on the rat list. Woj like, was on the rat list. Exactly. Woj was on the rat list in the playoffs when he was like, Doc Rivers is really mad about He the, was like, the, they're the not calls. calling a lot of fouls. Oh, rat. That's a rat move. Uh, rat list was my terrible. Internet. Yes. I actually remember that. And I was like, shut up, Woj. Like, yeah. exactly. We're in a series here. I don't need this. Come on. Crazy. Before game seven, he was like, yeah. please call it in favor of Philly. <laughs> I think I was even like, what is the point of this? Like, come on. Like, the rat move. Um, yes. Wow. That's good. I like this. Yeah. Rat list internet. Yeah. I don't know Sam if either one of you could notice this episode, I but I was uh, watching a slideshow. I was in and out. <laughs> I was plugging, unplugging my Ethernet, seeing what would work. I'm happy it didn't happen when I was talking, though. Like, it honestly happened at, like, the best time. Like, I was not really needed for the mock draft. I wasn't needed uh, for, like, the, the takes on that. I know nothing. And I'm back <laughs> for the rat list. So thank God for that. But, yeah, rat list internet. Yes. I love that. Yes. That's great. Any other rat list, Tyler? You're welcome to have no. as many rats as you want. All right. Um, Harden, if he goes to Houston's on the rat list, probably. Yes. But, uh, Absolutely. I also don't want to deal with them in Philly, but uh, yes. whatever. So that, that's yes. the only ones I got. This is good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, of course. We actually, we do have to amend the rat list. We put Wembenyama and the Spurs on the rat list for not oh. playing in Summer League, but now he's going to play in Summer League. Oh, yeah. he is so going to play. Yeah. I think we have to amend the we rat list. We bullied him into playing. We put <laughs> yeah. out a short and everything. He said he it. Did. He said, there's this rat list I got mentioned. Yeah. I had to get my name <laughs> off of it. No. Yes. Uh, well, thank you to Matt the Rat once again for making his appearance. We'll, we'll, we'll retire him for this. The brightest green ever. <laughs> um but yeah tyler thank you so much for joining us this was a long podcast sorry for keeping you so long but uh we appreciate you coming on the show no absolutely it wasn't was never too long to talk celtics and nba drafts so thank you guys for having me and 
Um, for all the Celtics faithful out there, good luck with everything. Hopefully Porzingis stays healthy. I can't believe we now have a <laughs> unicorn in green or hopefully, but, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. This was a blast. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, would you mind letting everybody know where to follow you? I, I used to say this a lot, but I met, I messed up somebody's handle once and I felt really bad. So I, I now just let the guests say, okay, <laughs> where to find you, Twitter, websites, all that stuff. So please. Um, I'm at Tyler underscore Rucker on Twitter, and then I'm at NoCeilingsNBA.com and all social media handles NoCeilingsNBA. So thank you guys again. And, um, you know, draft day is right here. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited for Summer League. I'm excited that the Celts are going to figure it out and finally win 18. So thank you guys again. Yes, I appreciate so. it. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. And thank you again to Tyler Rucker for joining us on the show. One of my favorite conversations we've had because it feels like whenever we have somebody who's an expert in anywhere outside of Celtics land, it really feels like we're learning a lot, at least for me. Like, I don't know much about the draft, so to have a draft expert on the show teaching me a lot of stuff that I didn't know beforehand, uh, that was really fun for me uh, and for Sam. So thank you again to him uh, for coming on the show today. Speaking of, this is it for us. Thank you very much. Uh, Again, if you're looking for the Kristaps Porzingis stuff, we did a whole nother video on it. Don't you worry. That's its own separate video on the channel. But Subscribe to How About Them Celtics on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Leave us five stars on Spotify and Apple and a review or say something in YouTube comments. YouTube comments have been fire lately. A lot, a lot of people saying a lot of things, uh, good or bad. I always enjoy reading it regardless. Busy, Thank you very much. Busy group of people. Yes, yes. They love they love commenting and we appreciate it very much. But I'll let Sam wrap up the show. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching to this one. Enjoy the draft tonight. We definitely set you up to know a little bit more than you did an hour and a half ago. That is for sure. <laughs> Big thanks to Tyler. Make sure you give him a follow. You can give us a follow. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like. Comment on the videos just like Jack said. And make sure you hit the notification bell. You don't miss any of our daily uploads. Especially if there's a surprise one. Like that Porzingis video that came out yesterday after the news broke. Uh, You can follow the channel on social. At How About Them Seas. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can follow Jack at NBA on Twitter. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA on Twitter to see my tweets without interruptions by my interviews. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.